Hello, welcome to Augusta Lee Podcast. We are here on a Sunday morning or afternoon. Like, I haven't checked the sun yet. I ain't checked, I ain't looked outside yet. I'm thinking Sunday morning. Yeah. So let's go, let's start with Dynamite recaps. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, then. Okay, let's start with Dynamite. Dynamite animated from Rogers Place in Edmonton, Alberta. The show featured of Adam Cole, forming bonds of friendship. Jericho re- received an interesting proposal. Mega Battle of Yuta in the main event, much more. Mm-hmm. Let's get caught up on this Dynamite details. For those that missed Dynamite, here it is. So, who the fuck is Claire Eslipit for whoever? Mm-hmm. And JF and Uncle become best buds. From the stairs, several story pieces during Dynamite. There was one stood out, the rest. And JF paneling with Uncle Pure Gold. All the evidence you need is a gym session from the brochure, brooches. Who knew his ice we thought over the bottom of making fun of Tony Shabbat? Mm-hmm. The night was deeper than he was skit. And JF Cole were partners in competing line eliminated tag team tournament. Cole trying to claim NJ's advance were working and staying in my club. They Roderick Strong. By the way, Strong is feeling better. Cole encouraging you to take it slow to get cleared. Okay, let's go here. When it was time for the match against Magic Meat, do a Daddy Magic Butcher. NJ was supportive of Cole. The world chain champion was even cut off his own theme song, so Cole had a spotlight. NJ commonly joined Cole for his center post to post to the crowd, baby. The match wasn't much to look at. It was more about developing budding French attention and Jeff and Cole. Cole didn't want to get in hip of hand and cheating and animal stretch. And Jeff encouraged the crowd to encourage Cole. Eventually relenting the crowd went wild. In the end, Cole took the hot tag won by Lauren Booma and Danny Magic. And Jeff had been hopping for a double clothesline tagging move for the win, but he was late in the result. And he has one more surprise in store. He's a birthday party for Cole. And Jeff sang a, sang a jazzy edition of the birthday song. Tried to smoosh Cole's face in the cake in a playful manner. Cole made his wish and reversed when Jeff to the cake. Revert Frosting all over his face. Instead of freaking out, and Jeff had a chuckle. Cole wiped some frosting on Jeff's face to taste it. Cole closed and said, thank you to my friend. So they are best friends. So even though Cole walked out alone on his own, it was clear the bison might be working his way into Cole's heart. AW told the story well throughout the episode panel their segments to work on each other. The base being built, so what makes sense why Cole is acting more receptive in Jay's friendship. It's still early in the story. This could quickly take a turn to end toward territory once again. And JM can be trusted, can't be trusted as a face value. For now, the story is joy to watch. So I'm all in on NJ Cole being best beds, and I'm in favor of AW scrapping a breakup and see how far they could take this story. <coughs> Even a short-term angle, this then Cole's will Cole will lose the world time match, and NJ will move on, moves on. If AEW can develop into a long-term angle, possibilities are wide open. Heck, I don't even mind NJ becomes Cole's man. If Cole becomes MJ manager to fulfill his man's vision, and I just. Close to it. The bottom line is that NJ and Cole are maximum entertainment potential pals. I want more. Let's go jam to the rest of the dynamite. So we got the Blind Woman or Tag Team Tournament quarterfinal. Arms Cast Darbion defeated Flea and Swear Strickland. Alan awoke in the Sleeping Giant by urging Lee to take this match seriously. G just did that. Ragdoll is skinny opponents all over the ring. He even stopped on the ring steps as Alan was trapped underneath. 
That was a some plum plot. But the real story of the match was corrupted between Lee and Swear. The enemies worked out okay as a unit taking Lee and Tang were moves that hurt their own opponent. For example, Lee was down after a stunner from in a cold red for Allen. Swear launched a 450 smash to break the pin. Cassidy moved and Swear again on Lee. Swear flashed the right green and causing pain to Lee. Lee returned to favor for Tower Doom. Powerbound smash for Swerve in process. Lee was all smiles. The finish came with as Swerve accidentally kicked Lee. He viewed it as a genuine accident. Cassie took control of flying DT to Swerve, then dived DT Lee on the floor. Alan scored the last supper pin on Swerve for the victory. That match was a blast. Cassie Allen has to get Korea on top of Power Man. Lee and Swerve worked a fun angle on the Kozis idea. They're really trying to win as a team, but neither. Safety is finished with a cool sequence, setting up a believable path to victory. Path to victory. So we got the Acclaim Daddy Ass defeating Bollywood Boys and Blade. Hot Tat that Daddy Bowens clean house. Billy Gunn deliver a big slam for Caster, hit the mic drop. Fly elbow for the victory. The post match scissoring part was lifted by QTV's Harley Cameron. Big screen, she'll be airing a video next to prove she is the best musician on the roster. Billy responds with two yards. Suck it. Mm-hmm. The acclaim to me is a, is a fun for the crowd participation, but I'm close to limiting on their joy for medical victories against armor match opponents. I've seen enough times that it's become less interesting. There lies the quality because they're acting and getting stale in front of fresh eyes for live, live fans' attendance. TV should be able to give acclaim more meat to work on TV and television. Then John Moxley speaks on philosophy. So Mox addresses current relation with Eddie Kingston, you know. Mega King was away in Japan winning the strong, New Japan Strong Openweight Champion from Kenta. Master reflect that they have both gotten everything they want in business, whether they complain, what reason, and walk home mad all the time. Moxley isn't living, Moxley isn't living in the past. Kingston with 10 year feuds. He's looking forward to make everyday count while Kingston runs down new generation. Moxley is winning the work with the back, the BCC, to build the next generation. Mox has a dream of Kingston becoming what he could be, but not, but that's not a reality. Uh, so there were strong point taking talking points for Mox, of course. It's easy to say for someone who's reached the pinnacle. Kingston still climbed the mountain. The closing lines probably went better if Kingston was coming off fresh winning title championship. Now Kingston has to taste success. Probably he'll ease up a little with anger to see from Moxley's point of view. We go to Don Cass making Jericho an offer. Jericho felt was tired of Valley's career, some big losses past few months. He's traveled with old rules when he started in Canada. Jericho felt the fire passion return come better. Cows interrupted with a proposal. He wanted Jericho to join the Cows family. Jericho shot back that he creates factions, not joins them. However, Jericho didn't say no. His answer was maybe. This was an interesting story turn that came out of nowhere. Jericho and Cows did well to explain their personal history, why Cows were to seek out the late champ. This could be a good move for Jericho's chapter. He'll be have to take a role putting his ego aside for it to feel fresh. Or else he'll be just the same Jericho character we've seen day one in AEW. Mm-hmm. The best part of the segment was that crowd. Cal's nuclear hit the drive's promo. The hate reaction so much fun to hear on the screen. As for the rest of JSS, Gavard, Danny Garcia reformed that. They will be partners in a blind limited attack tournament. Neither one Jericho to abandon the group. Neither, neither one to abandon the group, but Ergo urged that it's time for them to achieve their own success on their own. Time. Owen Hart's women's tournament tournament. Ruby Soul defeated Brett Baker of D&D. Brett Baker had the two. So hold have her. She has pride of always being a face of Asian. She was a nine women. 
on the Owen Hart Women's Terror Minute. Baker brought Owen Hart's championship belt to the ring. They played a factor in the match. Outcast really caused trouble as Baker was booking for the lockjaw submission. Saria created a stretch on the apron so Soho could shove Baker to the title belt held by Sorry Sword. Soho had a no future kick. Baker kicked out of driving cover. Cast helped Soho again by pulling out of the ring, but Baker almost applied the jaw. Baker had enough and cleaned out on the side of the ring. Soho recalled a roll up and held Storm a hand for Reblich for the win. The women put in effort, even though the action was clucky at times. The booking on this match made my eyes roll. Honestly, Baker was veering a little strong. Super Zena Towers here with a pooper kick out. Hanley Outcast all by herself. The loss saved us somewhat for Baker being invincible. So had to cheat the win, so Baker was protected safe face. Assistant with Sarah and normally on the stage. A few seconds later, Sally Blue arrived through the same hotel. Did they pass each other? Blue had to stay there, so hold approved them as semi-final opponents. Mm-hmm. All right, we got Kenny Omega defeating Where Utah in the main event. Omega sold Tennessee's neck, shoulders damage, thunder is forbidden, nor magic with Osprey. Utah was like a shark sensing in the water. Utah had trouble earning finish. The finish cost provides a giant stretch for Tassi to hit a blue thunder bomb. Utah hit a fly splash. Omega kicked out of cover. Omega managed to overcome it in by lifting. All right, the dynamic cut buckles. Like, all right, was. Alright, again, Omega Man shall overcome the end by lifting Yuta off the turnbuckles for a one-wing angel. So afterwards, the show closed in chaos. Hikashi, Claudia Castle, attack Omega. The Young Mucks, Hangman Page, made the save with chairs. Hangman wanted up the clobber at Claudio. The Dark Order ran to snatch the chair away. Tension teased to set up a Dark Order versus Hung Bung's rematch on Rampage. This was a solid main event. In my book, it was a solid main event. User wrote his game, Rose's game. Omega looked to start considering the current Sansons and selling injuries during the match. The intense was applauded, but the crushing suplexes for both competitors. There was a lot of trickery, trickery sequence looking to get a victory to add drama. Um, the, the post match runners were rushed through the lack of time, but it didn't provide a genuine feel of Shavant yelling, they were out of time. So. It's some notes. AW flashed out the bracket for the blind limited tag tournament. Two quarterfinals would be on Rampage with Sunbiles next week on Dynamite. So Matt and Hardy and Jeff Jarrett wrestles Guevara and Garcia. That happened this week. Where is the wrestling against Cassidy and Arby Allen? Mm-hmm. We had Brian Cage and Bill Bar- Morrissey wrestling Jeff Beretta Seidel with the winners advance against NJ and Cole. Mm-hmm. To make sense, I would go with. Mm, it would make sense if I I would go with Beretta and my side out. It would make sense because and 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 Jeff is a heel, so it makes sense. Blood guts gonna be T is gonna be on five of five. AW twos will be the fifth manager squad. As it stands, the sides are Masi, Cardio, Yuta, Kinosuke, Kashi against Mega Young Bucks and Page on July nineteen. So I got a prediction for. BCC, I see a Japanese star who is associated with Moxley. For the other side, I see Ibushi joining Ibushi joining the Bucks and Omega and Hangman. I see that happening for the guy in Blood and Guts. Yeah. Uh, then you got AW introducing Nick Wayne with a hype package told by Darby Allen. Allen has known Nick since he was eight years while training under Brian Wayne. Buddy Wayne passed away. Team Alan made Hackman himself watch over Nick. 
starting kind of side Nick at the age of 16. Nick is 18. It's time to show the world he can do. It was a neat way to introduce Wayne for next week's debut against Swerve Strickland. So then we go to Jungle Boy. He's not a thug from New York. He wants to settle his beef with Hook like professional. So he planned to approach Tony Khan for FTW title match. Hook ran to, sm- to smash before JB took one step. Boy, man, Jungle Boy managed to get free hop into his car for show for the drive away. So we go to the Owen Hart Summer Five Sound of Us. We'll air on Collision. CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Rikisari's versus Hawes, our rival Rekindle. Punk has never beaten Joe's singles action. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The match by night was Cassie Darby versus Lee and Swerve. It was a side tag, tag, tag team match made more by tag team relations. So here's my thoughts on this episode. This was a diner was a solid show. Not every match hit hard, but there was plenty of joint between the ropes. The strong suit was a variety of building blocks presented for um, story material. So yeah, that was dynamite. That was dynamite. So now I'm gonna do the spoilers on rampage. Now let's get it done. Spoiler time. So this is this is will be. I'm telling you, this is the hundredth episode of rampage. The spoilers. I'm just. Cause I don't do I don't review rampage no more. I would do spoilers, get it done. So Guevara and Garcia defeated Matt Hardy at Jared Blind a little bit of tag match. Guevara hit Hardy with a GTH. Garcia tagged himself to steal the pin. So the heels beat up Hardy afterwards. So eat the page made the same. So this is this is now something good. Sheeta Arcuda Sheeta defeated Maria Sheffield at a three minute match. It was three minutes. It was quick and easy. Bill, Big Bill, Brian Cage defeats Hydale, Trapper, and a mind limiter tag. So they will face NGF and Cole on Dynamite. So, yeah, my prediction went out the window. Yeah, that's I better say. It's what happens. So what's going to happen for... It's weird having Big Bill, Brian Cage teaming unlikely against NGF and Cole. What's it going to be like? The heels... Well, NGF well, is a heel. Adam Cole's are working together. They'll probably work secretly fucking with Cloud Cult, so you know. For Rampage, we have this is some I think a potential arena event, if I'm wrong or not. Dark Horror defeated Hagman Page at the Bucks. So the Elite Law so basically Elite Law Studio first with a BCC interference with the BCC. And that was pretty much Rampage spoilers. So So yeah, uh that was Rampage spoilers and and now let's go st- Straight to ROH. Alright, ROH. Here we go, ROH. Okay. So, um, ROH. So, we're, we're two weeks away from Death Before Dishonor. Let's hop to the card. Start to take shape for this week. We got J. Drake versus Tony Nese. Vanessa Craven versus Diamond. Moriari, Big Bill versus The Boys. Gringo Local versus Commander. The Infantry and Trisha Dora versus The Kingdom. Gates of Agony versus Action Andrade and Doris Martin. Daniel Garcia versus Christopher Daniels. Zach Patterson, Mark Martin, and um, Rick Pimpack versus The Righteous as Duke Grayson. ROH Women's World Championship Proving Ground Match. Athena versus Sadiza Sparks. Six Way Mayhem. Shane Taylor versus Josh Witch versus Brian Cage versus Willie Mag versus Dalton Castle versus Trent Seven. So, so we got from. From life in Ontario Center in, is in Hamilton. Ekabani, Coleman, and Dennis on commentary. Let's go to the match one. Crowd 
Commander and Green One go across. Spoiler to start this one. Local chance that's a full flying head scissors, but Commander track catches him with a spinning back kick. Commander charges local send him to the prone buckle with his power ball, open hand chops by Coco. But Commander responds with double arm drag. Vera shell shot by local gets two. Double jump wheelbar arm drag by Commander. Cooks with plunge on the floor. Local get rolled up the back of the ring. Commander gets caught over to the top. Both men on top rope. As local hits the C4 off the top rope. Pop up powerbomb by local. Counters are cut up by Commander. Both men are outside. Local powerbomb Commander on ground rail. Local mid rope hit a double jump twisting cutter for a two count. Local gets cut up on top himself. And Commander hits an integrated double, double jump hurricane on top. Local rolls to the floor, but Commander follows with double jump twisting himself. Local gets rolled back in the eye. Commander crushes him. Jump twist and finish for the win. Finish back for the win. Winner, Commander. So here's my thoughts. If this is your type of wrestling, you'll basically love this match. Holy spot, spots take a spots here. Christopher Daniels versus Daniel Garcia. Wrist lock to start, shoulder block by Garcia. Daniels started fighting back a pair of body slams. Back elbow, Danielson looks for SEL, but Garcia counters with undrive, modified SCF, head of the ring. Danielson gets to the ropes, but Garcia shifts the attack to leg and knee. Garcia now hits the ropes. Danielson catches someone with a blue thunderbomb. Clotheslines by Danielson. A big body drop for him in the corner. I close him on the corner. You count. Both men trade about 34 ounces until Garcia came back a big boot. So return with his heel. Angels wins by Daniels, but Garcia rolls to the floor. Danielson falls. Garcia to the floor, but Garcia kicks the bomb over his face. Attempts to get back under the ring. Underhook Facebook on the knee by Sierra, and this one is over. Garcia wins. So this was slow, delivery pace with wrestling that made sense in my book. So yeah, match three. Gates Aggie versus Judge Martin and Andrade. Tilted where it says about him. Rope assisted twisting splash on Andrade to a con for two. Quick come combination and double drop kick toe to toe and one for Khan. Suicide dive by Andrade, but Khan gets him in there. spins him around. Almost pass on a guard rail. Gates Aggie and controlling up. Andrade in the corner. Andrade with a backup. Hot tag to Martin. Dress kick. Close on a bottle rope. Bulldog. Brian brings the toe down. Huge pop. Someone drop by Toa and Collins in. Assisted backstab. Hilled place. Huge tash by Toa. Two count. Andrade tries a suicide dive. But Toa catches him. Hits a suicide dive. Both of them. Suplex by Martin. Spring more. 450 by now. Legal Andrade. And Collins gets the knees up. And two count. Pulls Martin on apron. Has a fighting point. Rolls up by Andrade. Gets two. Punish fly by Martin, but Nana gets on the rope and referee misses the pin. Springboard disaster pick by Andrade. Andrade tries to hit a springboard, get caught by Tor. Con and an open gates and gets the win. Gates Agony won. My thoughts nice tag match here. Gates Agony are getting more and more comfortable as a team. Like match four, Zach Pass and Rick Impact and Mark Martin versus the Rogers and Stu. Righteous blasts all three guys for the bell. Spinning a ring by Grayson. Triple team flipping pop bomb thing. That's it. Sue Grayson, the Righteous. Good match. Great match. Now, match five. The boys versus Miyori and Big Bill. Big boy one gets on boy two shorts. Fights on Big Bill. Both get level. Big boot by Bill. Bio corner corner. Norbert Light Suplex two. Boy with draw kick to Bill. And now double draw kick. Inverted crud red from Moriari. Pair of suicide dice. Moriari by the boys. Suicide dive by 
Bill catches boy one choke slams on the apron. Diamond like Larry to the boy two would do it. So winners Lee Murray and Big Bill. This was a good squash tag match. It's what is a squash tag. So yeah, match six. Orange Women's World Champion Proving Ground. Athena versus Salisa Sparks. Athena catches early with tags early with a crossbody. Sparks catcher in the midair. Drops her body slam. Diamond Larry by Sparks gets a one count. Athena catches a high kick into a sort of running elbows by. Corner by the end, then to cat patches and celebration sparks. We'll get put an elbow, and this one is over. Winner Athena, rating. Eh, it was a good, somewhat of a good squash match. Athena crown pounds the sparks at their bell and drives her face into the title. We go to match seven J.D. Drake versus Tony Nese. Tony Nese offered personally trained by J.D. Drake. Mark Briscoe erupts and he's speaking to Tony Khan in the back, and now we're ready to dance. All right. So we go to match seven now. Jay Drake versus Mark Briscoe versus Tony Nese. Mark Briscoe trusts anyone, close lines and knees, back and elbow and knees, so the drop kill Drake. Briscoe goes up top, but Mark Stewart distracts him while knees takes an attack. Takes an attack. Briscoe sends knees outside. Briscoe sets a chair in the ring. See outside, someone saw a punch. Everyone else. Briscoe misses a frog elbow, but Drake connects with Larry and Drake knees. Way to get to put the boots of Briscoe. Knees out Drake doing jumping jacks while attacking Briscoe, but redneck kung fu works better. Recording uh, Anvil aloft, but Briscoe ducks a chop. Jay takes out Nice, ring by Briscoe. Drake, Briscoe now goes up the top. Nice flips over Drake, uppercut Briscoe, meets on the top of the rope. Nice looks for a suplex, but Drake pulls him off, fights. Nice runs up and hits a super flip. Powerball and Drake. Briscoe is up on Nice for fire, but Nice Briscoe tries to make cover two. Breaks it, went up the plants. Nice red Drake driller for the win. So yeah, Mark Briscoe wins. So reigning, I thought it was a fun little impromptu triple threat match here. Mark Briscoe, Mary Ain match, he's in better. Drake all has some fun chemistry. So yeah, it was pretty much fun. A Kingston has won the NGPG Openweight title under G1 means he cannot be a death for dishonor. King taps and taps Briscoe displaces him. So Renee is with Briscoe, who says he thought her arch TV title was a legacy, but now he has a shot at the world title. He'll fall in his brother's footsteps. Casanoli shows up. Great promo putting over the Briscoe, but say Mark, he knew when walking his brother's footsteps, he would carve his own. So yeah, pretty much it sets for the main event. Vanessa Craven versus Diamet. Rock cat to the knee by Diamet. Mounted punches in the corner. Body blocked by Craven. That ball away slammed. That sends Diamet to the floor. Chops by Craven on the floor. Now she looks to post, but gets sent head first to the post. So Craven charges and gets a chop toe hole to the middle turnbuckle. Rock cat by Diamet gets two. Wheelball stunner. Wheelbarrow stunner. And a cold red finish this one. Uh huh. Winner Diamet. It was a good matchup. Match 9, 6-Man Mayhem, probably in the main event. Shane Taylor versus Brian Cage versus Don Castle versus Willie Mack versus Trent Seven versus Josh Woods. The winner gets $25,000. Okay, all right. Then Taylor clears house to super kick by Cage. Springboard ET. Castle in the ring and gets tossed outside for a time. Woods and then catches Cage by into a super kick. Boulder, Castle in the Now he does Woods. He's a, a right by Taylor. Mathis, I said. Rights by Woods. High kick by Mac, area from Castle to Cage, and the Tower of London by Taylor to Castle. Rainmaker by seven, but Woods picks him off a corner in a gut wrench power bump or two. 
but Sky Heights by Mac to Woods, Pump Hound Driver by Cage and Mac. Cage with a T-Mobile Suplex to Cage. Seven goes up, but top, but gets caught. So Cage definitely suplexing from the rain to the floor. Top of the rest of the guys in the match. Mac hits a running somersault plancher on a cage, following up with a frog switch out of ring. Sly Whaler Winder by seven to Mac to get two. Send it to Mac and I Mac to seven. Send it to Taylor. Send it to Castle. Send it to Wood. Send it to Cage. Cage rolls him up with a three. Winner Brian Cage. My thoughts is that this was everyone getting their stuff around my memories. I'm this one entertaining. Cage Hard Fell is more important origin than AEW, so they're heading in the right direction. This is a real main event. The six-person tag match. Just during the infantry versus the kingdom. Maria tells you, unfortunately, not medically clear. She has a legit replacement. Legit Leah Hirsch. Dean and Bennett train chop start. Dean hit a pair of orange rats. Old chop. Josh Bennett. Wishbone by Bravo and Dean. Bennett has Hirsch. But Taven Tazelkin. Boss Sultan. Old drop by Dean Bravo. And Doris tying herself in. And comes Hirsch. Welcome back. Chant. Wrist slide over by Dora. Gets two. Hirsch says, Dora shall replace the little tumbaker on the return. Punk hit by Dora and Larry Tumman connects. Both women are down. Dora, Brover, and Bennett are in hot tags. Bravo clears the ring back by draws clothesline. Big right hand to Bennett in a corner. Bravo lines are Bennett into a mix section of Tavian. Diving net by Brock for two. Bennett looks up for Kamara, but Dean gets the tag, breaks him. Then submission, double team assists brought by my inventory. Taming is dumped to the outside by Bennett. But I mean Bennett but Bennett super kicks everyone attacks Hirsch. Doris and Bennett's outside with calls on Dean hits Bennett to the floor. Tavian inside Brave and catches him the kick of the king. Slide the conqueror by Tavian takes that everyone on the floor. Dora uses the Fuji arm bar to ground Hirsch, but Maria gets an apron, drops the door arm first on top row. Hirsch then with you hip toss and straight arm bar for the tap. Kingdom wins. My thoughts match. The infantry are getting better week to week. I chuckled to work with the kingdom so much. They are good. Great. Here's my final thoughts for this this week's episode. Awesome average episode. King Ring of Honor TV really was coming back from the show. Time to matches. None of this week very long. None of the race above. We're missing hype from leading the death of Sonner. Sonner won match announced it two weeks ago. So, yeah. Yeah, that's my thoughts on ROH. That is basically my thoughts on ROH. Yeah. So, yeah. Now let's go. Let's go straight to Collision. Uh, here's Collision. Let's go to Collision. Okay. All right. Here comes AEW Collision. It was emanated from Regina Saskatchewan in Canada. We saw CM Punk win the biggest match of his career. Haas, Sleep Pounding QTB. Bullet Club Gold following Aaron Talshaft TR and more. So let's get catch let's get cut up with collision details right away. So the episode of Collision was centered around the Owen Hart's mentor Messian Punk versus Mono Joe, Ricky Starks versus Real Hawes for Docket a summoner file matchups. A quick promo package hype the evening. Starks only deals with absolutes. He will absolutely take a hob. Powerhouse the book of Hobbs says the end of the line with Starks. Joe was confident that history would repeat itself on a win over Punk. Punk mistake twice. He's going to beat Joe for the first time in his career. Punk went out of the ring and said the Baxter for Survivor light attendance. He's recognized as a big match of his career. He may when Punk beats Joe. Bigger than Mary Owen Hart. 
accompanies the during the trophy trophy post promise of pours high out and leave everything in the ring to accomplish that. A AEW set the move right with those promos to give a sense of momentum to those tournament matches. They showcase history between the Bill and Punk over the years. Show it gives the main event and a big feel. So yeah, this is this is a handle from the main event though. Ricky Starks wrestled Hobbs in the first match of the evening. So yes, honestly the Starks is absolute Hobbs pounds QTB. Let's go about that. Hobbs is flanked by QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Carly Cameron inside Starks use quickness to frustrate powerhouse Hobbs. One Hobbs put the mitts on Starks. He was medical with power offense to wear down absolutely helped Q the hey QT was shuffling on the outside where Starks picked up steam. QT did more harm than good on finish. He hooked Stark's foot on the set of a spine bus with Hall's referee Edwards sends Mr. and focus our attention on QT, thus makes missing Hall's pin attempt. QT hopped onto the apron, argued a rough to turn around, made the count. Edwards didn't trust QT, assuming he was set up a cheap trick. <coughs> so, <coughs> sorry. So he quickly ignored Hobbs opportunity and victory on way on behind her back. Hobbs stood up to his rest situation. Stark shoved into QT then pounced for a spear for the win. After the match, Hobbs was furious. QT tried to smooth things over, but Hobbs shoved him in his ass. Solo intervened Peacemaker and after a spine bust for his troubles. 8-1 for his troubles. Spine bust for his troubles. Harley ran in to shield QT with Hobbs wrath. Hobbs failed to ex- exit alone. The match was a little too plotty for my liking, considering the stakes at play for a tournament match. The finish was crap. I'm not in favor of winning entertaining a backseat of story advanced involving a third party. Starks need to be peaking momentum to the final. Instead, he scored for his against behind his own doing. Starks was also a shout out as a as adult with post match drama. As a story tool, the finish was quite right. Ada is giving people what they want. It seemed like a bash manager did not want Hobbs. Falling in now by QTV, so AEW appears to remember these situations. Listen to how the crowd pop and Hobbs shot the QT. That's a testament to Hobbs appealing to the fans and QT's work as Gumball and Heel. This is a necessary babyface for a turn for Hobbs. Wait and see for now. I'm not pronouncing a separation from QTV. I can't say it's been so for certain yet. AEW has seriously milking these moments and not pulling the trigger. So CM Punk wins the biggest career match of career. The ball from Mark Harris time for the main event. Punk and Joe rest for close 15 minutes. Joe battered Punk early to make him look like a big age. The stories match with Joe Regan they could choke as Punk's GTS but went for their Britishers multiple times. Joe's for the temple escape by back suplex by Punk as a fly elbow. Punk called for GTS. But collapsed when Joe elbowed into the temple. A nerd GTS was thwarted when Joe's sh- Shove Punk into a rose to bounce back into a power slam. In the climax, Joe shifted the tactics to a bustle buster for Punk will allow it. He positioned Joe, positioned Joe for turning the DET. However, Joe shoved out the move. Punk dropped the layers of counter deck break of Joe, then counter with GTS lifted a chokehold. Punk dropped down low, forced a roll up. One, two, three. Punk did it. He beat Joe in the biggest match of his career. The action did not end there. Joe reluctantly extended his arm for a handshake of respect. Punk stepped the gesture. Boom! Joe used them to put Punk into sleep with a choke. As Joe grabbed the chair, FTR gingerly ran out. Joe tried to walk away, went unknown nerd. Ricky Stark was on stage, observing the scene, but he declined to power around with Punk in the ring. This was a style chapter rivalry between Joe, Punk, and Joe. Spring chickens, ultimately, anymore, so focus on never any savvy mental activity to adapt and overcome. It played out well with the counters, tempting out the tension in the tournament as for Miss Beer. I was curious how the loss by Joe would affect his era 
RHTV champion. I don't think he lost any lost or defeat. The match played on the way Joe was dominant. It could be argued that Punk scored a fluke win. Joe's post-match attack was hilarious. He stuck at me good in. I feel like bought Joe burying his ego to show respect. Nope, nope. Joe was still out there destroying. One cool thing to know how Punk primed the crowd opening promo the champ for one heart. He ended up using Owen as a rally cry to support Punk and needed as a motion. Both during the matches. Stock's appearance in the end entry to the men's final back to what? Being Punk trophy. Now is not time, buddy. Body channels that focus. Come on, guns. Let's blaze next week. Chant to the rest of the collision. So, Jill Hart defeated Bammy Hall. Hart clipped the knee of a larger opponent set up the heart of the clock. Hart held on suspicion longer at the bell. This interesting chest knife on Hart. So bad, mate. Heart bleeding. Wrestling and concert part or, or, or street matches. Just okay. Andre's mask. Mask got back to mask. So let's not show either how strong or without it. But use Andre like a child can't let go of a teddy bear. Giving Andre a favor. Show how great he can be. Andre to respond with message about value mask. It's best. Family represents family, culture, and country. When Andrade takes the mask off, that signifies time to fight to win. So, I don't know, I'm glad AW Liberty's two promises stop motivation from Black and Andrade. I had to get this around the blood that Teddy Bearline slayed Andrade because that's exactly what it looks like for the outside. I figure Andrade respect this mask as part of a little rebate culture. But in any set on him and on television, I'm just sure Andrade never wore that mask design in his past. Door identities. His mask in AEW has always felt like a rich guy costume prop. I was expecting Andrade to channel Silver Stallone over the top, flipping the switch, but I liked it. So yeah, the Bullet Club Gold defeat FTR. Taxi Laner, if Bullet Club Gold Club win or the win, they would get rid of the shot tag tiles. This will let the competitive protest about the ring for longer closure. Quinn's Robson made the blind tag. Harvard sort of roll up on Jay White. Their mask is. The legal man, legal man, not white was not a legal man. So Juice snatch Harvard for implant DDT the win. White blocked Wheeler for making the save. This was a great match. The action started with a hurry tag meet and potatoes kneeled and scaling into excellence. The close calls, cool positions were dynamite. See the match and things finished sound simple. Keep that in mind is after numerous near falls playing heavy duty moves. It's also for competitors. The great part is the winning Pin was clean. That strongly established Bill Cogol as a legit threat to take the titles from the TR. Van Helmet champs as a loss to set up the Impel match. If it had to happen that way, this finish maximum impact. There was also a surprise element in the way. In a full down list of options, Bull Club Gold winning clean would happen on the bottom of my rankings by the outcome, but night when Lincoln keep you guessing. Little Club won't have to wait long for the toss shot where while White proposed the best out of two, two out of three falls next week. FTR accepted the fuzzy wussy stipulation. Alright, Scorpio Sky defeat Andrade. Actually, Andrade. Andrade had momentum. Sky has boots up the block. A script like a moonsault. Andrade kept his focus and continued the charge. However, Sky popped the TK of the win after the Sky show was forced to his opponent. This was an athletic action movement. The TK was out of nowhere move. Obviously, the win is important. I didn't think sense of where Sky would follow General Peck or beyond that. Here's some more notes. 
Mira will deliver another cool promo. No one can hurt him since he's a man, nothing left to live. Mira won't be tempted by shiny belts, a false god, or his double jointed hot wife. Redeemer senses a big battle coming. And we go to Will Nightgill with not medically clear to compete at the injuries of Japan. Plans to postpone the Owen Hart West. The women's semifinal tournament on Friday night in Rampage. Athena questions the injury is legit. Willow is running the voice and a lot of loss. Willow is confident in her ability to tease more out the RH Women's World Champion where she beats Athena next week. Athena agrees the other team idea to where Willow wins. Battle of the Bells will turn next week to air at the collision of a three hour block shot. Spears will challenge Richard Thor for the first chase TNT champion. Spears warns that his temper will go from zero to death row. So, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. Punk deserves the honor for finally beating Samojo first time in his career. The match of night, night to me was FTR versus Bill Club Gold. So, Dex Harbor, Cash Brailler, Jay White, and Robinson, they tore the house down. So, here's my thoughts. The show felt a little bare bones, and in general, it was. It had a different vibe for a couple of the actual fighting cards, driven matches, cooldown, and between. Granted, the women's tournament was pwned, pwned, so the show probably would have like, tightened up with that kind of clue in the mix. That women's matchup also had important value to the boot. Overall, it was a good show. The far was pretty basic. One step clearly leads to the story, uh, next story for development. So, yeah. That was Collision. Let's get to the wrestling news. Let's get to the wrestling news. Let's get to it. It's somewhere. Wait, let me get to it. All right. Um, okay. Um, all right, there it is. All right, wrestling news now. Oof. Mm. WWE replaces lawyers in MLW lawsuit due to Jerry McDivitt's upcoming retirement. WWE's lawyer, Jerry McDibbitt, is retired. Economics is reporting on Wednesday that McDibbitt speaks as currently representing WWE is an antitrust lawsuit filled by MLW's transition to retirement. As a result, lawyers from Paul Weiss, Rickfin, and Wharton Garris LLP would take over the case. McDibbitt represented Vincent and WWE and Leo Madden back to seven. The email is sponsored by Economics. McDermott noted that he planned to wrap up his career by the end of 2023. Hope MLW lost could run until 2025. As many know, since early 22, I've been working towards retirement. I hope I have learned what to dismiss loss. Melendez lost it the first time we did not. Obviously, the case will run in late 2025. In all probability, I rise my client things up by your end. It would make sense to cure counsel in the case. Daring, starting. Mm-hmm. Might be witnessing, uh, given the allegations. I'll be set for this January. Like the right time to make this transition to never roll. We have worked with Paul Weiss on the Iron Matters. They are excellent firm. Why we helping get up to speed? It's been a great 30 second run with a great company. Miss McMahon, I am accomplished her time and I will help. I can't. And when we lost the judges that WWE interfered in many deals that relates to Reels and Peacock, the case judge ruled in June denied WWE's motion to dismiss WWE's case plain negation to possibly advance to a trial. So pretty much, yeah, make them as retiring. Malachi Beck says he requests to be struggling in collision. 
doesn't sound like Malachi Blackwell AEW anytime soon. Dynamite anytime soon. The trio champion House of Black Malachi Black Brody King Buddy Murphy has been featured on Collision since the show launched on June 17. King and Matthews had to compete in a singles match in the show while Black appeared in promos. Speaking on the Unspeed podcast, Bobby by Fish and Black noted he asked Strictly to be on AEW Collision. Quest to be a Strictly Collision. I wanted people to get their picks. Saturday night, I get to see House of Black. House of Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. You're going to do it, it matter, in tune, whatever. They'll be here. I want to lose the Polish. During the time collision, the House of Black been engaged in a buddy review of with Andrade Eno. So, yeah. yeah it's some small news. Alright, AEW. All in suppress us at 8.5 million dollar gate over save tech distribution. AW All in continues to break records for the company. Corner melted from a server. The key event, which you designed 5,000 tickets, can cost about 68,000 sold as another gate fall in 8.6 million dollars. Rest ticks. Tweets that AEW is setting a show for 87,825 fans. The show takes place on 27 legendary Wembley Stadium, London, with Mark AEW's debut in Night Kingdom. Rating, no matches have been announced. So, yeah. Top AEW sellers and merchandise sellers in June reveal. CM Punk was leading merchandise sales for AEW in June. Before AEW World Champion. Uh, top one her company. They coming from Brian Darner, Russell, I need help. Punk, Cassidy, Kaya, Bible, Glowed. The top prize for following look like gold t shirt, um, best in the world t shirt, Cassie t shirt, Kill figure, Puff of your foundation t shirt. So basically, top sales, top sales, merchandise sales in June was in June, back in June. So yeah, mm-hmm. CM Punk's number one, Blue Clock Gold is number two, number one in t shirt sales. So yeah. Mm. Bully rail in dangerous spots in AEW. So it's thing that a lot of fans talk about jumping out louder during a Tornado Tag Match. I was asked on Dynamite with Team of Darby Allen, Jargo and Guevara. Fans were concerned for he was a spinal stenosis. Grayson episodes up in radio. Bully Ray says up to AEW present. I can't put an to dangerous spots and if you had an issue with them. And then and do a highlight line to do a 19 you one. You're in the you're in the insane people. You've been there for a long time. You know you're right for wrong say. Now Tony Khan company he has the rain pretty much falling back on him. If work gets bad turning the stage we just start and die where it's possible just getting risk to not equal wards and go drastically ward wrong. And Tony Khan just step in and go, Hey Sting, let's talk about this other way. I feel like I'm a little bit and you wanna open on dialogue for wrestling period. At the end of the day Tony tells Sting I'm gonna have your life on the line. Companies watch. Um I say, boy, right. Hmm. 
Yeah, um, yeah, Molly Ray, Billy Ray's thoughts on, it's basically Billy Ray's thoughts on, on Dangerous Spots in AEW, basically. Hmm. So, yeah, pretty much, um, yeah, you know, so, yeah. So yeah, um, this is a pretty short wrestling news. is pretty short. It's just like the wrestling news is pretty short today for this week on Sunday because my brother had a graduation party last night on Saturday, so it was pretty short. But I was on Saturday, I was still able. But so regardless, I was able to review Collision, Dynamite, Rampage, and somewhat. And alright, so everything is good. So I'll see y'all next Sunday for Augusta Ali Podcast. It'll be a lot better. See ya. Bye.